What's up, everybody? Welcome to Nerd Pulpers Dens. Wipe that smirk off your face. That's right, it's the pro wrestling themed episodes of the Nerd Pool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me, it's me, it's a J-M-I-E, your 491st favorite podcast host. And as always, your Sherpa down this road of nerdiness. And today I just want to run through some wrestling news. I haven't done one of these segments in a while. And some stuff's been going on and it's been piquing my interest. And if you're a wrestling fan or a fan of professional wrestling, whatever you want to say it, you're going to, I think it'll pique your interest too. So let's just jump right into it. And first off, let's talk about the rumored all elite wrestling. Cody Rhodes, uh, Nick and Matt Jackson, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, all of their contracts with New Japan, Ring of Honor and such are coming up at the end of December, end of January. And recently a filing for a trademark of all elite wrestling, uh, AEW, uh, All Out, Tuesday Night Dynamite, uh, just some other things, Double or Nothing, was filed leading to speculating rumors of a planned new promotion that the elite, that's Cody and them, are planning on going after the success of All In. Now, this is just rumored. We don't know for sure. There's a few interesting things that are coming out of this. First off is the fact that the trademarks are addressed to the field where the Jacksonville Jaguars play. It is That's where the patent offices, where the trademarks have been filed for. Uh, because the rumored Khan family that owns the Jacksonville Jaguars have been linked to being the backers behind the All Elite Wrestling if that is the route they intend to go. Now, if that's the way they go, these... The, there are billionaires. I mean, they, they have a lot of money. And if they're wanting to get into the wrestling game, if they want to make a statement and actually put some emphasis on it, it's going to be very interesting to see where it goes. Now, I, I'm not saying they're good that even if they get this, they're going to be able to topple the WWE. The WWE is a staple. It's been around forever. You know, it's been around for years and years and years. And it is the big dog in the fight. And to take it down, we already saw one billionaire try, and that billionaire failed. So this company, if they, if that is the route they're going, and they do actually want to try this, then they are going to have to take it slow and don't try to jump in headfirst immediately against them because you're not going to be able to topple that machine. If you have the backers, if the Con family is actually involved and they are wanting to do this as a hobby. It's not going to work. You see that with Sinclair Broadcasting, who owns Ring of Honor. I love Ring of Honor. Anybody who's an independent wrestling fan or a pro wrestling fan loves Ring of Honor. But the Sinclair Broadcasting family, which is worth millions and millions, doesn't seem to put a lot back into the Ring of Honor product. They don't put that much money into it. And it, it kind of suffers as always being the, you know, it's never going to be able to compete with the WWE. And I think Sinclair doesn't want to because they're afraid they're not going to be able to compete. So they don't, and if if the plan is for this to just be a a you know a just a hobby, then it, then you're you're going to lose a lot of money. You need to go into this with the aspect of making money because eventually they're going to want to turn a profit if they're putting in millions of dollars into it. Now, Cody being the promoter, he is alluded to this on the Wrestling Observer when asked about it. As reported, he said that I, I'm going to get the quote wrong. It's not an exact quote. That come January, they're going to make a huge announcement. It's going to be the biggest announcement they've ever made. 
and that it is going to shake up the wrestling world. Now, that can mean one of three things. Their contracts are coming up, so that could mean that they're signing with the WWE for the biggest contracts in WWE history or in recent history. As I remember Cody Rhodes said in an interview, the WWE has approached all of them. With Roman Reigns out, with John Cena not being there, they're looking for this, the, the big-name talent drawing fans. And Cody said his price is $3 million. So basically he's saying for $3 million, and I, I don't know if that's a year, or over con or over time that he would he'd go back. Now I don't know if they're gonna do that, but he said that's his number and that's what he's sticking to. Now so signing with the WWE for the biggest contracts could be the that's probably up there about what would be and it would consider to be the biggest news that they could put up. The second thing is them doing all in two, which would be double or nothing, all out, whatever. Uh, with the success they had at the first all-in event, the second one is pretty much inevitable as long as they're not signed to the WWE. The, I mean, it was it was such a monumental event for independent wrestling and for pro wrestling in general, and it was one of the best shows of 2018. I mean, it was just top to bottom. The entire card was amazing, and if they put on another one, I'm going to be very excited to see where they go with it because the while they had a little bit of production problems here and there, for somebody who's never done this before, it looked amazing. On TV, it came off like a like everybody in the ring was a star. The crowd was hot from top to bottom, and it was just a great show. Three is that they are going to they could be announcing all elite wrestling, which would be a huge deal, especially again with if they had the backers of the Khan family, which the which Cody and his wife Brandy were spotted at the Jacksonville Jaguars games in the owners box. With and if they go that route with the owners, um, they can have the possibility of being linked to TV. TV is going to be the biggest thing about this this wrestling promotion. If they decide to go that route, is getting a TV deal is going to be what makes or breaks this company. All in zero hour on WGN did a hundred and sixty, hundred eighty thousand people watching it with pretty much little to no promotion of the event beforehand. And while that's not huge numbers, you know, for no promotion and no big name WWE behind it, that's that's a pretty big deal. So that that was a good recognition of where it was going. Now, would it be linked to WGN? Would it be linked to NBC Universal? There's a lot going on there we don't know about. But it's going to be interesting to come January. We got a little over a month until we figure out what's actually going on. If they're going to be WWE bound or if they're still going to be doing their own thing, we'll find out. Well, it, it's just a very exciting time, and it's got me on the edge of my seat wanting to know what they're doing. They are master promoters, master trolls, and, and they, they, they allude to different things. Matt Nick Jackson, on a recent podcast, said that the filing of the trademark for All Elite Wrestling is just them protecting their investment if they decide to go down that route. It's basically keeping all their ducks in a row, and it's one of them things to where they can basically put that out there and not... It's not the point of no return of starting your own promotion. They put that out there and they can actually, you know, start the ball rolling without actually not being able to turn back if they decide to sign with the WWE or re-sign with New Japan and Ring of Honor and such on. Moving on from that, we're seeing a weird sort of Cold War-esque thing going on in wrestling right now. And not to say that it's, you know, anything to do with the Cold War, but between New Japan Pro Wrestling and WWE, 
we are seeing a, a, a battle brewing between these two monster companies. New Japan Pro Wrestling is probably the WWE, one of the biggest competitors to WWE worldwide. In the U.S., it's not as strong. It doesn't have that stronghold yet. Uh, that's This is still WWE territory, but from Japan and other places worldwide, New Japan Pro Wrestling holds a lot of weight. And we're seeing companies like Evolve, like um, the U.K. independent scene, come about and they're getting signed under the WWE umbrella. Now, WWE just launched NXT UK and as they've launched NXT UK, they are using, you know, they're using talent from uh Progressive, ICW, these other these independent UK talents. And now that UK NXT is actually involved and being shown on TV, they're showing they're signing these talents to contracts where they're getting paid more but they're not allowed to take as many bookings or they have to go through them for specific independent booking. And if you have a Pete Dunne or if you have a Tyler Bates or Trent Seven on your show, it is not allowed to be streamed. You know, that's for them only because that is WWE booked talent. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because they are having this in the contracts. Apparently, it is written, written for WWE that... And they can use the talents from Progressive and ICW and all these other promotions, and they have the option to buy the company if they so choose, and to basically shutter it. WWE has been they they did it through the territory systems, and it now seems like they're trying to do it through the UK system, to where they are buying companies up, and they're taking talent, they're buying the company, and they're just shuttering the company, and putting it all under the umbrella of WWE. Now New Japan isn't doing that exact same thing, but New Japan is making partnerships with Red Pro Wrestling and other promotions like that throughout the, you know, different landscapes, and WWE is doing the same. So what we're seeing here is the fact that, like, Rev Pro can't use any of the NXT talent that WWE has because they are affiliated with New Japan Pro Wrestling. They don't want that. I don't think New Japan wants, you know, their talent being used on the same show as WWE, especially if they happen to lose a WWE talent. And we're getting this sort of weird battle of who can sign who, who can take this company, who can sign with this company. It's it's a power struggle and a power vacuum that we haven't seen since the days of the Monday Night Wars with WCW. New Japan has a lot of money behind it. It's not I don't think it has the WWE money behind it, but it has a lot of money behind it. And they are taking these talents and and they are they are doing their their own interpretation of what pro wrestling is, and it's more sports-oriented. And then you have the WWE trying to get their system in where they're trying to bring in these big names to try to bring people to their product, which is what they've always done. Now, the problem with that is a lot of times they end up watering it down. And does the U.K. fans of, you know, Progress Wrestling, who knows these know these fans or know these wrestlers and know – their backstories are they are they down with what the NXT UK brand is doing to their wrestlers? They're signing these people to special contracts to where if they do, you know, that they might not be able to work for these companies. And then if they do end up, they could buy the companies and put the companies out of business. I've never got this plan. Vince McMahon always has this idea of he has to be the biggest, he has to be the best. There can't be competition. Competition is what feeds your entire creative team i mean you saw that when wcw went out of business and ecw went out of business the the product suffered because there wasn't anything 
there wasn't no there was no different to go to. There was no different company to base off of. The talent didn't have anywhere to go, and you know anywhere else to go. The creative suffered because it had nothing to compete with. And it wasn't until other companies started popping up and the independent wrestling scene got as hot as it is that the WWE product has kind of it's righted its course a little bit, depending on you know how you look at it. It's hit or miss a lot of times, but it has gotten better than what it was in the mid-2000s after the fall of everything, of every other company. And it seems like they're trying to do this again. Now, they're not going to buy New Japan. I know they've tried to get the Bullet Club logo from New Japan before. They, they're trying to snatch up their talent constantly. That's what seems to be the WWE's you know, MO is that if we can't buy you, we're going to snatch all your talent up. We're going to sign all your talent to big name con- or big number contracts, and we're going to, you know, get you that way. Well, New Japan has done a good job of taking their companies. Their, when they lose talent, they've taken and built new talent up, and that's something the WWE hasn't done. They, they rely too heavily on their past talent and ones like that. When you get people that start getting over, it seems that the WWE kind of pushes it aside and they're worried about gra- someone grabbing that proverbial brass ring that Vince McMahon always talks about. You know, this imaginary ring that he says nobody's actually gone for. But anytime somebody grabs it or tries to grab it, it seems like he pushes them down because a lot of the older talent or the bigger name talent doesn't want their spot taken. And he said they're not a draw. Well, they can't be a draw if you don't give them a chance to be a draw. New Japan does a good job of building their talent up and their... <clears throat> replenishing when they when they're rated by the WWE who's doing all the rating and this this just goes back to the fact that now we're seeing like we're getting battle lines drawn in independent wrestling and so on between companies that are siding with WWE saying hey look they're offering us you know good money to use our talent they're offering us real good money when they're trying to buy us and and we're we're siding with them and then you have other independent talents that are saying no we've built our fan base we've built these names up, you know, we don't want to sell out to the machine, we want to do our own thing, and that's what, they, it, it's kind of like a, a line's been drawn for a war that's going down that, that silently, you know, it's not violent between each other, but I, I don't understand why we can't all just work together, I mean, the WWE working with New Japan would be an amazing, an amazing partnership, but it seems like Vince McMahon is just so hell-bent on not working with any talent, I honestly think Triple H is is open to it because he has alluded before that he would like to work with you know some of the new japan talent and a lot of the times when you see wrestlers and wwe asked about their dream opponents they'll say they'd like to work with the kenny omegas of the world and you know the cody Rhodes of the world and the martin squirrels and the kushido okadas and people like this but vince mcmahon is so hell-bent on saying i'm the only one there is out there that it, it hurts the product and, and and i hate to say that because he's done a lot for every bad thing he's done for the wrestling business he's also done a lot of good and he's made it to where it's cool to be a wrestling fan it was cool in the 90s it's still cool you know to watch it and it's entertained us for years but he it it also he's hurting it by trying to be the only show in town he wants to be able to control contracts he wants to be able to control talent he wants to be able to say you know well work for me or you have nowhere else to go and that's not a that's not a good way to do business that's not how you do business that's not the way you should do business and I, i really hope that eventually that can change to where these companies all work together because if they all work together 
business will not only flourish, business will be good for everybody. You know, you're not spreading it too thin. You're not going to be spreading it thin at all. You're going to be gaining more by adding in dream matches and adding in, you know, just different minds and different times and different creative and and all these these different aspects that make pro wrestling great. That's the reason the territory system worked as long as it did, because they all worked together until somebody came along, Vince McMahon, and started buying them up. But that's just things. So we'll see how this goes with New Japan Pro Wrestling and the WWE. We'll see how their their war escalates and if it ends up to being a us versus them mentality and We'll just see from there. Now, moving on to our last segment, I just had to talk about this. Had to talk about women's wrestling and mainly the man. That's right. I'm talking about Becky Lynch. Vince McMahon, like I've said before, and has always talked about people grabbing a brass ring, reaching for this imaginary brass ring, breaking this glass ceiling, breaking out being a star. He he puts it on people to be a star even when he's the one telling them they can't say that, you can't do this, you can't do that. But Becky Lynch was drafted to SmackDown as the first female talent drafted to SmackDown. And she won these, she was the first SmackDown Women's Champion. And then she lost the title to Alexa Bliss. And after that, was kind of pushed to the wayside. Becky Lynch has always been one of the best workers They've had not just female, but overall, she's been an amazing worker. She's good on the microphone. And they kind of just pushed her to the back burner and I guess thought that she could always be there. Well, when they decided to turn her heel this year, and when Carmella had the SmackDown Women's Championship and she was going to defend it against Becky, and then they put Charlotte into it, they turned Becky heel by having her turn on Charlotte. The object here was to get Charlotte over more as a babyface and to get heel heat on Becky. All it did was it skyrocketed Becky to un- unfathomable heights as a babyface. Right now, Becky Lynch is on a Stone Cold-esque run as being an anti-hero. She was, she's coming out with her no-nonsense, no BS, I'm the baddest bitch on the planet attitude. And it is getting over phenomenally with fans. Every time she cheats, fans love her more. Every time she uses a weapon, fans love her more. Every time she, every time she bad mouths baby faces or bad mouths the fans, we love her more. Becky Lynch has grabbed this brass ring and has become the hottest thing the WWE has to offer right now. And after the women's uh, evolution pay-per-view, which was a... Secondary pay-per-view to the uh, Crown Jewel bullshit that happened before. The After that, going into Survivor Series, where it was brand versus brand, we were going to get to see Rowdy Ronda Rousey, who the WWE has thrown the weight of their you know machine behind. She's a bona fide star. She's picked up tremendously. She's, a, she's done a great job as a talent. She has come leaps and bounds in a short period of time. She's picked it up probably quicker than anybody besides Kurt Angle I've ever seen. And she's doing an amazing job. Now, they were going to put her against Becky Lynch. So it was going to be, you know, SmackDown versus Raw. So we were going to get the Raw Women's Champion, the SmackDown Women's Champion. And Becky took this, and Becky ran with it. Becky was bad-mouthing Ronda. She was saying how she's the man. She's not the baddest bitch. She said that she might be the baddest bitch on the planet, but at Survivor Series, she's going to make her hers. 
Becky, I mean, I was just, it give me goosebumps. Like, take all my money. Becky was just on a roll with all this. And the Monday night before the Survivor Series pay-per-view, when they always end up doing a SmackDown invasion of Raw or a Raw invasion of SmackDown or whatever, the women all came in. Becky, you, you go to the back and you see Becky's got her finisher, the disarmor, on Ronda in a room. And she's, Ronda's screaming in agony and pain and Becky's just trash-talking her. And then as the women of Raw are in the ring, Becky's music hits and she swaggers out to that ring amazingly. Amazingly. Like she's just the baddest bitch on the planet. And then as the SmackDown women jump into the ring to start attacking the Raw women... Becky gets in and takes a vicious punch from Nia Jax, which breaks her nose, has blood all over her face. She's still going at it. And we get this iconic shot at the end of the the episode of Ronda jawing from the ring and Becky up in the crowd, jawing at Ronda saying, this is my show. And she her face is covered in blood. And it just, it's got that Stone Cold-esque iconic imagery from when he was at... When it when he took on Bret Hart and he was locked in the sharpshooter with blood just gushing down his face, I really think that this has marked Becky as being the the next big thing for the WWE. She has done an amazing job of marketing herself on Twitter, going back and forth with Ronda, going back and forth with Charlotte, going back and forth with anybody that goes after her. She she is just an amazing an amazing talent, and everything that she has done has just been so perfect and so beautiful. And it just, ugh, I cannot say enough about this woman and what she has done. She is the reason I watch SmackDown right now. She is everything in the pro wrestling business to me. And she is what epitomizes getting yourself over because she has done exactly that. She has gotten herself over to a degree to where she is the probably the most over person in the company. And her saying she is the man. Her saying she is the baddest bitch there is. Her saying that she is the one to beat. I think that Becky is destined to be remembered as one of the greats. She is definitely a future Hall of Famer. And as long as they let her continue to be Becky Lynch and be this... She has money written all over her. Now, they're saying Vince McMahon is very high on her for what she has done so far, and he should be. Let Becky keep running with it. Let her keep doing what she's doing because Becky is going to make you a lot of money. Becky's going to make herself a lot of money, and Becky is going to help build the company up again simply on the weight of her shoulders and what she is doing for not only women's wrestling, but all of pro wrestling. Becky Lynch is the man. She is the myth. She is the legend. But you can simply call her champion. Well, that's going to be it to everything. Just some stuff I wanted to say. Just a you know, little bit of pro wrestling news and what's on my mind in the world of professional wrestling. Thank you all for listening. Um, follow me on Twitter at NerdPoolPod. Follow me on Instagram at NerdPoolPodcast. Follow me on Twitch at NerdPoolGaming. Thank you all for your love and support. Go like, share, subscribe, hit the review button. Let me, you know, leave me a five-star review. Let me know what you think. You guys are amazing. Uh, so that's going to be it. And that's Nerdpool for this week. Until next time, see ya.
Thanks. Alright, yeah.